Peace and blessings, everybody. You are listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek. And uh, before we start off 4.2, this is the social commentary portion. I just wanted to ask all of you, uh, what if you're listening on Spotify, shout out to you. If you're listening on SoundCloud, shout out to you. If you are listening on Google Play, shout out to you. If you are listening on Stitcher, shout out to you. If you're listening to me on Radiohead, shout out to you. But specifically, if you are listening to me on the Apple Podcast app, I need for you to not only subscribe, but please rate and review the show. If you're listening on another uh, podcast medium, shout out to you. I definitely appreciate your listenership. But in Apple's case, Due to the fact that those are the people who spearheaded the podcast movement, um, I can chart and I can be suggested to other podcast listeners by how often I'm listening to and also the rating review. Because if it shows that I have a little bit of traction as far as engagement is concerned, my life can be very lit in a short amount of time. So if you're listening to me on the Apple Podcast app, specifically, please rate and review. Anywhere else, please subscribe listen to me the way you listen to me it's all love everybody don't got a everybody don't got an apple phone everybody don't got an iphone but if you do have an iphone and you listen to me on spotify do me a favor go on the podcast app real quick review it rate it go back to spotify or wherever you're listening to me uh i just wanted to make sure i put that uh first and foremost also um before i start the episode i also want to tell you that if you want to email me Good brother experience at yahoo.com that's going to be released on wednesday and if you want to be heard if you may, if you want like me to uh review your email and if you would like for me to read your email and if you would like for me to put a comedic spin in your email good brother experience at yahoo.com i got you we're all in this together and i'm just here to serve the people with that being said 4.2 is in your motherfucking eardrums right now and uh i have some current events for that ass and i want to start it off with lord jamar now if you're unfamiliar with lord jamar he was a part of a group by the name of brand nubian and as nori has as joe budden has as a host of other rappers have done uh he's looking uh to do in his second career to provide a commentary similar to what I'm doing right now, um, being a social critic, um, being a hip hop critic, being a cultural critic. And the majority of time when you see him, he's more than likely on Vlad TV. But in this particular instance, he was being, uh, he was being motherfucking interviewed. I want to make sure that I have Shorty's name correct because I'm all about respect. Uh, give me a moment because I have the interview locked up and locked in, but I just want to make sure that I have this particular, I believe her name is boss chick rain. Yes. Boss chick rain, uh, was in, was interviewing Lord Jamar and he came out with a statement saying that he doesn't fuck with female rappers. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I know a lot of men that also feel this way. And as opposed to chopping him down and just trying to guilt him to death or trying to cancel him all the other type of stupid shit 
whenever I hear something that's jarring, I also like to get into the mind of the person who's saying said jarring statement. So as opposed to me just isolating that particular segment of his interview, uh, for the next three minutes, I'm going to provide context. I'm going to, I'm not going to um, repeat what he said. I'm going to play what he said uh, in its entirety, just so you can understand where he's coming from, what he thinks when listening to female hip hop and how he came to this same conclusion. And the reason why I feel like this is so important is because I know a lot of men that also feel this way. So let's not chastise this man, not yet. Hear him out, and then I'll be right back. Let me press play. Let me ask you um, this too about female rappers. I always have to ask every artist about female rappers. Why? <laughs> what, what is, well, you, your co-host is a female I'm, rapper. Yeah, so. but I'm from the Sean Price Give school of... I interviewed him too. Rest in peace, Sean Price. Rappers. I don't fuck with female rappers. Why? Oh, no. That's not how you gonna the be. same reason I don't fuck with white rappers or whack rappers. I can't resonate with what a woman is talking about. Now listen, can I appreciate a sister that can rhyme good? Yes. Rod Digger rhymes can very rhyme. well. She's dope. Uh Bahamadia. Dope. Yeah. Like like but do I wanna listen to a female rhyming about female shit? It doesn't resonate with me. I'm getting I'm getting ready to Why? go. Why are you? That's because when I get ready to go to the club, I'm not putting on my lipstick. <laughs> I'm you saying, see what I'm saying? Okay. That's what a girl would say in her rhymes. Because that's what she's doing before she go do some shit. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not going <laughs> to... If I'm prepping to go out somewhere, that's not what I'm... I'm not going to listen to a female... I'm not going to get in the car and start driving around listening to ladies first. Like, it's just... It's <laughs> so you're not going to happen. All right, so here's the question of all questions. But if it came on on the radio, I... I, I now... I wouldn't pop it in, but if it came on the radio, because I do listen to uh, Rock the Bells Radio, LL Cool J, shout out. Okay. Um, and that has song has come on in the car before, and I didn't turn it. Okay? But I didn't turn it on either, though. You see what I'm saying? Like, Lauren so there's Hill. Passing, Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. I love Lauren Hill. But some people will say that's not hip-hop. You got some people that'll say that was damn near an R&B album. Okay? So you can listen to it singing, but not rapping. No, I could listen to the whole shit. I loved Lauryn Hill. She no, no. was one of the only female albums that I actually really did listen to. Okay. On some like, this is so a no soundtrack light, for a no, minute. You, you didn't rock with well, light. see, Light was different because we were younger. It was a different time, and Light was almost like a tomboy at that time, and so you kind of knew girls like Light, and, and but Light's music was more harder too. You see what I'm saying? She was rhyming. You just like what you like. I like real hip hop, but but what I'm saying is, wait, ho ho ho. Yes, please. But but like I said, I'm an alpha male. Right. So certain themes are not gonna resonate with me, and it's not and it's female themes, themes of sucker shit, white people themes. Like there's a lot of shit, you know, that I wouldn't resonate with, but I resonate with like. I resonate with like positive, militant, gangster, um, sometimes misogynistic music. Okay. I'm just keeping it real. I'm just telling you what I like. 
You know what I mean? Like the type of shit that... Do you feel that you have... Uh, well, I'm just asking this not to... Mm-hmm. Since you said that word, right? Because hip-hop is not... And, you know what I mean? They're going to start talking about some other shit. But, yeah, I really believe that that portion was important before I even... um comment on his comments actually because whenever let we need also need to start practicing this let's hear the entirety of what someone says then we take it from there as opposed to just the shock value um i'm getting a fucking call yo hold on i'll be right back hold on give me a second and i'm back niggas can never fucking respect my program anyway yeah the shock value of what someone says or just the headline of what we read we shouldn't react to that let's take five minutes listen to what the person had to say and then we formulate an opinion now with all that being said i played about three to four minutes of the interview i believe i covered everything i believe we heard context i believe we heard tonality i believe we heard uh him his retorts to counter questions and all together what he's saying up something the one thing that he said was like i like real hip-hop that shit was flagrantly disrespectful because that's that leaves room for interpretation. Now I'm saying even if you didn't mean it that way, that leaves room for it to be thought that you believe women rapping is an actual hip hop. And you believe it's something that's very linear and you believe it's something that's very regimented and very small and something very niche. That's what I meant to say leads us to believe that you believe that female hip-hop is niche and is not actual rapping it's like oh they're just talking about makeup and putting dresses on and fucking going to the club and ladies night and that's not real hip-hop hip-hop is her nigga i wear cologne and i shoot niggas and i punch niggas up and that's where i'm not saying that he said that but the same way that i just did that when you say terms like i like real hip-hop that in turn can lead to interpretation now as far as what he actually said uh let's quickly review it and then we'll go on he said that yo um i don't really not i i can't really see myself in the lyrics of what women are saying um the theme of what the women are talking about is not something that i can align myself with um he was saying like yo if i'm trying to go to the club i'm not putting lipstick on uh he also went on to say a host of other things i mean i just played this shit right for you but um i'm not saying he's right i'm not saying he's wrong but what i'm saying is there's a lot of niggas that feel that way and they never took four minutes to explain why they feel that way and the thing about music which we all need to understand is that music is subjective and the sonics that someone puts out into the universe uh if you are not attracted to said sonic that was created by the artist then the music just isn't for you know what i mean uh as i was listening to him and as i was watching the video i know you guys were just listening to it and i was watching it uh i didn't see a man that was like putting down women in any way i didn't hear him say anything that was erroneous or fallacious uh it sounds like someone that is is close to 50 years old he sees the world in a certain type of way and with his view on the world and as he admitted that he is an alpha male um he already sees women in a certain way let alone their music 
Now I'm saying now that's open for interpretation. If you want to speak to me about what Lord Jamar said, as opposed to me telling my opinion, who the fuck am I? I just want to bring to you the information. Uh, if you would like to share with me what you think about what he said after you heard that whole shit, uh, goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. And in the email portion, we're going to talk about it. You know what I mean? And then we'll have a rebuttal. You know what I'm saying? Or we'll have banter between uh, me and you. And you, I mean the listener. Uh, next thing. What, what else we got here? Takashi69. Takashi69. His family will not appear to see him testify. They feel it is a threat to their safety to have their faces seen. And what I'm here to tell you is they are absolutely 100% right. Know what I'm saying? Uh, if it's my understanding, uh, they believe Takashi 69 is snitching. And what he's in prison for is, is super serious. I don't want to really get into that. Uh, just Google what is the charges that he's facing. And if he's facing those charges and... It's already rumored that he's going to start telling on people so he can be free. No one likes a snitch. So if they see who you're related to, they can then be like, yo, you want to snitch on us? You want to compromise our freedom? How about we just kill your family? How's that sound? So to avoid all of that, they're like, nigga, I ain't go up in there. Fuck that nigga. I mean, that nigga's fucking wild now. See this nigga when he's free. And I don't blame him. If if I knew Takashi Six Nine's family, I would tell them the same thing. Don't you dare appear in that court because he's a high profile celebrity. Um, but he's he's getting treated like he's Al Capone right now. The moment you step in that courtroom and they start taking pictures of you and pictures of you start servicing on IG and Twitter and yo, this is what Takashi Six Nine mom looked like, dad looked like. I'm not saying that that wasn't happening before, but now because it's the information age so people probably forgot or people probably it's not in the forefront of their mind what uh his peoples look like but right now when it's when everybody's in snitch mode if that if that man's family goes into that courtroom they're fucking toast so yeah uh shout out to them making wise decisions for them and their loved ones um corrupt the rapper has been hospitalized uh sources say it was an alcoholic relapse and I can really get down with this only because of I understand what it's like to be dependent on alcohol. I mean, everybody has weed or everybody will go to whatever vice they have cigars or I mean, sometimes womanizing. But everybody, in a sense, just wants to be in a state of euphoria. Everybody wants to be in a state of utopia. And in doing so, when you're going through life's ills, uh, you develop a dependency on something else just so even if it's temporarily uh, being in a utopic state where you're not really thinking about what's going on with you, uh, responsibilities you might have, shortcomings that's falling in your lap. You just want to get away and escape, man. And with me, I mean, I, t I don't know if I put this into the episode, but all the jobs I've worked like my liquor intake went up like a thousand percent because I wasn't happy. Know what I mean, uh, I would drink going to work. I would drink at work. I would drink after work. I would drink every weekend. I would drink during the day. Uh, if I need to do anything involving activity, I'm like, let me get a drink. 
if I was going to the store, like, man, let me just get a little buzz real quick. If I was going to the mall, I would have a cup in my hand so I can be buzzed while I was shopping. If I had to take the train, I wanted to be buzzed while I was going to the city or to whatever borough that I was going to. Um, if I was just chilling and it was a nice day, I would look outside, like, oh, it was nice outside. It would be cool to have a drink. Like, you don't even think about it. Like, you just align liquor with anything that has to do with doing anything life oriented now i mean doing chores you know what i'm saying you sip while you're doing chores and me not having a job right now i really reduced how often i drink and i've come to find out that whenever i'm under duress that's when i drink the most now i've never had a million dollars i'm not famous i never had a song that was popular amongst the masses and then things never got my way I don't know Snoop. I don't have children. I don't know. What I mean, like there's a lot of things that corrupt probably has gone through that we couldn't even think about. He's like, yeah, let me just get a cup real quick. Similar to like Lil Wayne and lean or weed or whatever have you. And um, shout out to corrupt. You know what I'm saying strong black brother. Now, even when he does interviews, you can see it in your, you can always tell someone who's really dependent on alcohol based on like their features, how things start to, uh, really get swollen and how your features start to get cartoonish in a way this is why i think john wall is on some is a is an alcoholic i mean when you look at his face it's all in the face because your features start to swell up because of the liquor you know what i'm saying whenever you see somebody has like a swollen head or you see features of them that start to swell up more than likely that's liquor you know what i mean i know cocaine and pills whatever that dries your face out but the added sugars and shit of the liquor, especially if you're drinking brown, that's the shit that makes shit puffy. So, uh, prayers up to corrupt. I mean, I can identify with your situation. I never relapsed from alcohol, but I did have, and I still somewhat struggle with a dependency on liquor. So, um, anything involving liquor, I just want to just change the narrative on that because I know weed is so free and everybody can just smoke until their motherfucking eyes are foggy and it's just so cool to be in music videos and doing whatever you're doing in movies and you're getting high, whatever. But getting drunk is somebody's way out. I mean, it's my way out. And um, once we start understanding that we're not just doing this socially, that we're developing a dependency on it because of what we're going through on a mental state, um, that's why I really feel like we can really pull together as a people and as a nation and be there for one another as opposed to just judging the behavior at the time. Um, what else is going on? Uh, do, 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 do. Run DMC has been immortalized in Queens with a nine foot tall statue. Uh, Google this. This shit is pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? I know Run DMC uh, is a very, 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 very influential hip-hop group i've listened to their music with apple music i've actually listened to their albums and being the fourth i won't say they're the forefather because that would be dismissive of everybody that came out before them like uh grandmaster flash and everyone else but as far as popularity is concerned i would say run dmc to hip-hop is probably sean paul to reggae you know what i mean uh and what i mean by that is sean paul didn't create uh dance hall Run DMC in no way uh, created hip hop, but giving a crossover appeal with Sean Paul having uh, videos directed by Little X and Run DMC doing songs with Aerosmith, giving that crossover jump 
so it's in the mainstream as opposed to something that's incredibly niche like what lord jamar thinks about female hip-hop and uh exposing it to the masses to the white people that's in colorado and the white people that's in maine and the white people that's in south dakota and like middle america like the states that me or probably you that's listening to this is not going to visit unless you are in one of those states. If you are in one of those states and you're listening to my show right now, shout out to you. But you know what's around you. Like, let's not be fucking stupid. Like, you know that there's not a lot of people wearing do-rags or doing the wacky dip and all that type of shit that's around your uh, surrounding neighborhood. So giving that crossover appeal was, was, I believe, Run DMC's bread and butter, bread and butter, as far as being remembered. Because if you go into the '80s, there were so many hip hop groups. Matter of fact, hip hop groups were more important than being a solo artist. I mean, you had either it was you and a DJ, or it was you and dancers, or whatever have you. you know what I mean, and. Run DMC being immortalized, especially the, with that tragic shit that happened to um, J Master J, for them to be remembered forever. So even if you're a little kid and you're walking by, you're like, yo, who's them? Like, with it being the information era now, they can just Google, who's Run DMC? Who is that? And then with be- Google being so dope, you'll automatically be directed to a YouTube link. You go to a YouTube link, now you're watching the videos that they released. Now you're watching the videos they released, you then go to Apple Music, then you see the song of the video you just watched. You go to the song, it shows, yo, you want to show the complete album. Now, boom, just like that. And just by having statues like this, um, that's going to keep people that are so important to our culture alive. I believe LO Cool J should receive one as well because I know LO Cool J was popping literally around the same time that Run DMC was popping. And if Run DMC is going to get all this acclaim, LO Cool J specifically needs to get his roses too as far as having a, a statue in Queens. That's just my belief on everything. Um, California just passed a bill that's allowing athletes to be paid for their namesake. And um, this is what that means. My name is Reek. I am 17 years old. I am highly recruited. I go to Duke. Once I go to Duke, uh, it's understood that I'm going to wear number 11 uh, with uh, my last name on the back. The amount of jersey sales that I generate, I now can receive a piece of what I've generated. I believe that is the fairest way to do it. Now, some people will be like, because this is what the white people will say. Well, if you're going to pay NCAA athletes, that's more than just football and basketball. You have baseball players. You have hockey players. You have Tennessee play. You have uh, Tennessee. You have fucking um, tennis players. You have uh, kayaking or the canoe team or whatever. You have ping pong, whatever. I believe they're going in a step in the right direction with doing this whereas like you can get paid for your likeness if you're on the edge of the bench no you shouldn't get the same amount of money that zion is getting because you're not generating the same amount of money towards your school so if it's like yo check this out zion your jersey selling all over the place we're going to give you a percentage of your name uh, although that we are giving you uh, a scholarship to go for free just so you're not just going out the dry something so a lot of these people are broke so it's like yo if you're one of the probably 11 people that are generating all this money for the school, you deserve to have money in your pocket. So the way that we can do that, we can still kind of 
make sure you're not getting too much money because you are 18 and we still don't respect uh, athletes. We view them as uh, disposable pieces of garbage. Uh, so here's just some crumbs. And I believe nobody is going to come up with the right answer within a week. But I believe that California passing this bill that, that, that students can at least get paid off their likeness. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, I recently Tim Tebow was on television. He was saying like, yeah, man, uh, I will never think of that. Uh, when I went to college, uh, I already knew what, what the role was. I already know what the deal was. Like, it wasn't about the money for me. I already, like, first of all, Tim Tebow, you are very well off as you was growing up. And you was getting care packages from your family. You did not grow up broke. You did not grow up broken. You did not grow up where uh, you was going through financial burden. So don't tell me about what the fuck you went through as a privileged white man that can throw the football. When there's a lot more athletes that view sports as their way out. That they never received money literally in their life when their parents is making $25,000 a year. Or... Uh, it's a single mom taking care of three kids, making thirty three thousand, and you have to have hand me downs, and you flat broke, and you're on welfare, and you know I'm saying you're wearing old ass shoes that's three years old just to get by. And finally, with all the work that you've done as a team, you're finally in a position to where you can go to college, and you, there's a fresh start, and you can actually start making the proper things to have uh, your mom not living squalor the way that she's been living in. But in the same token, you're broke. And you're giving your body, you're giving your mind, you're giving your time, you're giving your blood to the sport. And what they'll do is they'll give you like low bullshit uh, stints of money. Or they'll give you, uh, what is that shit called? Uh, when they um when they sit there and uh, they give you like a small amount of money. Uh, what? God damn it, hold on, let me press pause. This shit is pissing me off. And grants. Grants is what I was talking about. Yeah, you get like a $1,600 grant. But then you're probably living off campus and you have rent and you have utilities and you have food and you have gas and you have clothes and you're not making no money. So anybody who's against uh, players actually making money over their likeness in college can pretty much suck dick. And that's my motherfucking commentary on that. To continue. Sean Livingston uh, has retired. And watching his trajectory and watching his flow chart as far as like going up and going down has been particularly interesting to me based on what happened with him. He was uh, recruited as a top three draft pick in the NBA, came out of high school. He was that nigga. He was getting busy. He was revered as the Magic Johnson of that time. Uh, this is 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Uh, he was like, yo, he's 6'9", he got handle, he can do this, he can dunk, he can shoot mid-range jumpers. And then, kaput, his leg went bye-bye. And then, I was told that he wasn't even going to walk again. He pushed through, he pushed through, he pushed through. And then, I remember this like it was yesterday. He went to the Brooklyn Nets, and he started getting busy. And I'm like, oh, he found a new home in Brooklyn. And then, um, the Golden State Warriors like, uh-uh, no the fuck he didn't. He's come right over to us. And then he became the essential portion of shooting four mid-range jump shots a game and being a title not only contender but champion as well so shout out to sean livingston uh just show showcasing the people that with hard work and with nothing but unrelenting belief that you can get done what you need to get done 
because to go from not being able to walk again to dunking on people in the finals is something that should be in a documentary. It should be more than just an Instagram montage of your career highlights. I believe that your story should be told because there's a lot of athletes, especially now that's getting hurt and they don't know how to deal with it, whether it's with depression, whether it's with uh, just losing faith in their ability to play basketball or uh, maybe they think that uh they'll tell themselves like yo maybe this is a sign from god this isn't this isn't what i need to be doing and to watch you to go from if you're into that type of stuff you're into like grotesque type shit youtube sean livingston getting hurt and when you see that injury and then you just google what doctors are saying about him like it's incredible that he was even walking around let alone dunking on people so shout out to you sean you know what i'm saying uh you definitely got my support on my side if you do what a lot of athletes are doing where in your second career you want to do anything involving communication whether you have a podcast you want to do whether you're going to become an analyst a coach i'm definitely have my eye out for you because you're one of the people that i deem as a real nigga um Snopes.com has announced that other people are just learning that Colonel Sanders stole the recipe for KFC chicken. And why would that be a surprise? Because white people stole everything. This isn't like a secret at this point. Same thing with Jack Daniels. The Jack Daniels uh, ingredients was initially uh, galvanized and formulated by a black man. And then uh, the white man said, oh, so you're just going to do anything involving creativity that can be deemed profitable. How about we just take that from you and erase you from history? So go on Snopes.com and uh, you'll see how Colonel Sanders, how like every other fucking white person, especially back then, was just stealing from black people. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not going to say that Colonel Sanders stole from a black person for the KFC chicken recipe. Well, what I will tell you is there is a natural inclination that black people are more uh, inclined to create delectable chicken and white people with uh, their lack of seasoning. As far as that palate is concerned, I would deduce that Colonel Sanders probably had some flavorful chicken. He had looked around, see what was going on, saw a black man, what I believe is probably a black man said, yep, I'll take that. Please and thank you. Uh, put his face on the motherfucking KFC logo, and the rest is history. What else do we got here? Uh, do, 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 do. The Nipsey Hustle Puma line is officially out and for sale. And I don't even want to talk about Nipsey because that shit is heartbreaking. I can't believe that shit happened to him. Uh, we're going to end with the BT Awards. Uh, in the lexicon of our culture, how much importance do we put on the BET Awards? And this something this is something that needs to be introduced in discussion. Uh with the Grammys, the Oscars, uh the Video Music Awards, the VMAs, it appears as though everyone else uh feels more uh they they feel more they just feel better about themselves. They feel more complete. They feel like it's more of an accomplishment to get a Grammy than a BET award. But uh, Black Entertainment Television is the acronym of BET. And the fact that the culture in itself derives from black people, the fact that everyone that's popular right now is black, or whenever you see a white pop star, they get a black against their parents when they want some type of appeal with another audience. And 
the fact that we have what should be the beacon of black culture uh, presenting awards and how it's just fading off to where it's like an afterthought or it's a joke to watch the BET Awards is troubling. We lost the Source Awards. You know what I'm saying? We lost them. Source Awards were some that was 100% about the people for the people. Now, I mean, we lost Jet Magazine. That was for the people by the people. FUBU, who wears FUBU right now? It's for us by us. You know what I mean? Everything black is, you know what I'm saying? Niggas is, niggas not wearing Fat Farm no more and all that. Niggas wearing Kif. Some white nigga that used to work in a sneaker store. Niggas wearing Bape. Some Asian niggas that was motherfucking uh, in Japan. Well, motherfucking niggas is wearing Supreme in Palace. Skateboard fucking brands. And I mean, where is the black brand that's on a poppin'? Shout out to Tear. Shout out to, um, what is it? Uh, Father Stretch My Bands Visionary Society. Shout out to Visionary Perspective. Shout out to, uh, Young Fresh Society. Uh, and shout out to a host of other Swindle Season. Shout out to a host of other black, uh, clothing brands that's really trying to push through but everything black is just getting pushed to the side like oh the bt awards who watches that like why are you not watching the bt awards why is getting a bt awards not hold held in the highest regard like getting an oscar or a grammy i mean being black is 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 the apex of being dope i mean the swag comes from us culture comes from us we then have what should be viewed as I'm going to repeat this, the beacon of culture giving you an award and you don't even care because it came from black entertainment television as opposed to fucking video music box or whatever fuck MTV stands for. But what the fuck? Music television? Music television. That's what MTV stands for. Know what I mean? And then you have those Illuminati niggas that drink goat blood over there for the Oscars and the Grammys and all that type of shit. And you see people crying and, oh my God, I've, I finally did it. I, I have it. Oh, mama's so proud. But you don't care about the BET Awards? Like, why not? Like, someone email me, goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com why getting a black entertainment television award is pretty much getting shit on, but all the other awards are held in higher standard. I need that type of understanding. With that being said, that's going to conclude. Uh, 4.2, 4.3 will be on the way on motherfucking Wednesday, bright and early for your mind. Uh, if you want uh, between today and Wednesday to be a part of the show, I'll read your email out. I'll provide my colorful commentary on it and we're gonna do what needs to be done with that being said i am reek you can follow me at the og black man on all social media outlets besides snap and uh don't try to look for me on facebook because i'm not a friend of yours and we didn't go to college or high school with one another so stop being creepy uh ig and twitter will be just fine uh that's going to conclude the episode i'll see y'all on wednesday holla